Suelta bien. Aquí viene Márquez del otro lado. Solo Cautemos. Cautemos. Suya. 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 The good old days, Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Back when soccer was simple, right, Sasad? <laughs> Simpler. I don't know, man. It's, when was the last time he played that one, uh, like, uh, going away match uh, when he was against, like, Puebla for América? What was it, like, three years ago? And he was, like, the best player for América at the Azteca? He was, like, killing it. He, like, hit the crossbar or something? Uh, if he would have scored that goal, oh, my God. I don't even... <laughs> Man, the the crazy thing is that that was an actual game. It was a league game. Yeah, man. It's an actual league. Yeah, well, I say going away match as if it was like some sort of midweek friendly, but it was an actual match. And he was when he was on the field, he was America's best player out there. Like <laughs> It's insane. He's so good. But um I mean, it kind of sucks. I mean, I'm going to talk Mexican Mexicans abroad today, but it kind of sucks that his his Mexicans his abroad career was kind of cut short by that Trinidad and Tobago guy who just destroyed his leg. Yeah, I feel like he comes from a time too where the Mexicans abroad was just like, oh, this guy has to like be in his like mid to late twenties. He has to do like a very very good job for the national team and Liga Mekis, and then they'll get opportunities. And now it's like pretty cool that it's a time where like you you see more and more young players go into Europe. I mean, not nearly as many as we want, but it's still some progress from like back in the day when you look like a, a World Cup roster from like. 98 be like oh cool we have like two dudes who play in europe and then everyone else is just in liga mackies yeah pretty much and one of those dudes was hugo sanchez (laughs) 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 well let's um let's just run down the list of who's left (laughs) we have raul jimenez at wolves uh miguel ayun left sevilla to go to monterrey we still got the gatito and uh herrera porto Diego has moved around, but he's back in La Liga. Um, Malik is at Sevilla, finally, after the first of the year. Uh, Araujo still is Salta Vigo. Boyo Briseño, who I want to talk about, he is at Ferenczi still. They're a terrible, terrible team, but he's still there. Um, Guardado and Lainez are at Real Betis. Hector Moreno, Real Sociedad. Chucky and uh, Guti, PSV. Chicha is still at West Ham. Salcedo is back at Tigres. Fabian is technically still in Frankfurt at the moment as of recording this on a Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, Ochoa is still at Sandra Liege. Govea is at Antwerp. Uh, Oswaldo Alanis at Real Vido. I almost forgot Chaton is somewhere in Cyprus. Yeah, yeah. He's played about 300 minutes this season. Don't ask me how to pronounce that team name. I have no idea how you pronounce that. <laughs> And then we got the Dose Bros at Galaxy as of right now, Wednesday night. I don't know who knows with the Geo. <laughs> um, Carlos Vela, LAFC, and a new teammate of Vela is uh, Uriel Antuna, who left FC Groningen, but he's still owned by you mean, FC. Oh, so you meant he left uh, the City Football Group. Actually, I guess he didn't leave City Football. He's still on City Football Group, but you know, now he's on loan. Over with the the galaxy is my assumption. Actually, I don't. I didn't actually. I don't actually know the details of that. Did you? I should have actually looked into it because I was just. I just saw that he was going to the galaxy. I was like, all right, cool. There it is. I guess my guess is that the galaxy didn't buy him. They're, it's probably just on loan. Yeah, it's a loan. But since it's MLS, I think they require all loans to technically have a two buy option. So I don't know if City put in any 
anything reasonable for the buy option, but I'm sure it's in the contract. But um, let's just hop right into it. I mean, um, any standouts for you right off the top, off this list? Yeah, so luckily, so like you sent this list over to me and I started like looking at it and I was like, all right, how am I going to divide these between standouts and average players and disappointing I just did, uh, players? Green light, yellow light, red light. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, I have like a, I have a decent amount of players and standouts. Actually, let, let, let's count them right now. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got, I've got nine players in the standouts. So I think uh, from those nine, the one that stands out to me the most. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's Chucky. 13 goals and six assists in 19 games. Uh, he also did well in the Champions League group stage. Obviously, PSV weren't able to go through the knockout round, but I thought Chucky still had a very good group stage uh, with PSV. It was also difficult for him, too, because unlike him just being on the wing in PSV, PSV in a lot of those group stage matches are like, all right, where everyone's going to be defensive and we're just going to have Chucky uh, as far away from us as, 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 as he can. And we're just going to loft balls up to him and hope he can run on and potentially score a goal. So it wasn't an, an enviable position that he was in, but I think he did well uh, in the Champions League. So for me, from all the standouts, I think Chucky has got to be the top for me. Um, just to disagree for the sake of argument, I want to say him it's, it's good. I was gonna say because he's my number two. He's my number two. I'm not. I'm not shitting on your selection. Obviously, I mean. <laughs> oh, you clearly are. You clearly are. I'm done, man. I'm. I'm done with this podcast. Um, uh, I mean, he did it last year at in the league, and he did well in Europa League. Well, no, he did do well in Europa League. They kind of bombed out before he really got integrated to the team. But I mean, we knew he had it. So I'm just. I'm still in shock watching uh, Jimenez play every week. Yeah, I think he's played in every single game, and he hasn't started. Yeah. He didn't start this last cup game, and then he didn't start, I think, one league game. But he's pretty much played everything. They, they still brought him in in that cup match, though. At the end, they're just like, ah, oh, we got to bring him on. <laughs> like, we got to give him some minutes. I mean, he's he's been a beast for them. He has, what, nine league goals, two FA Cup games, two FA Cup goals. It's got like five or six assists. I mean. Yeah, no, I think, I mean. I think from the standouts, I think it's it's either it's either Lozano or Jimenez. Jimenez leaves Lozano because Jimenez he's. I mean, I say he's second, but he he could easily be number one standout for me of the Mexicans abroad. I mean, like I said, nine goals, five assists. But of course, the uh, the big question is whether Wolves are going to hold on to him, and it just seems like with each passing game, they're going to have to do it because the issue is that I, I think the club wants to wait until the end of the season. Uh, to shell out, I think it's 30 million pounds. So I think that comes out to like close to like somewhere like 30 something million dollars. I think like 37, 38 million dollars that they're, they're going to have to give to Benfica to buy him. So obviously that's 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 a good chunk of change there. But this is also a wolf side where ownership has been willing to make some investment. And it seems like they're really thinking forward, wanting to be, you know, a team that qualifies for European competition. And if they want to do that, Having someone like Jimenez in your roster, especially one that already has all those goals and assists, that seems like a step in the right direction. So hopefully they'll be they'll be buying him soon. But I think if it is going to happen, it's probably going to be I mean, at the end of the season. Take it from someone who plays a lot of football manager. There's no need to buy him right now. You might as well wait till the season because what ha- what happens if he tears his yeah. ACL or something the last day of the season and it's just like, well, we agreed to buy yeah. him, we're screwed. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think what is the manager that Nuno Espirito Santo? 
I think he's he's not said that, but he has mentioned that uh yeah like that the ownership is looking at, like looking and waiting until the end of the season. Which yeah, I, I, it's not like it's not like there's gonna be a big difference between signing him now and signing him later. Like if you sign him later, you're still gonna get him the next season. You know, it's not like if you sign him now, like you get a little bit of a better opportunity. I, I think so. I, I think yeah, like you said, in case that there is some sort of issue there when it comes to some sort of injury, maybe we'll have a drop in form too. You never, you never, never know. I mean, I assume he's gonna continue to do well, but yeah, my guess is yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wait yeah, until wait the too, end of the I mean, season. Just watching him every week and. I mean, I, I, I've been a fan of him. I think you've been too, but we've, we've always had to like somewhat defend him because people, he's not scoring goals. Well, there's a lot yeah. more than just scoring goals. I mean, I get he's the forward, but when you're, when you're, when you're playing on a team that's not in the top six, you, you need to do way more than just score goals. Yeah, and I've, I've been really, really hesitant too for months and months and months about saying that, you know, saying that he's the best Mexican like I striker. I a lot of even, flack. From Even last year, I talked to her. They're like, "What article is this that saying all this stuff?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, come on, guys, look at it, read it." Obviously, he's not saying Chicharito is like worse than Raúl or whatever. I mean, right now, you have to say it. He is in better form. You just can't no. deny it. Yeah, and no, and you look at. I mean, for example, like there's uh the last uh, West Ham game uh, that was the one against Liverpool that I watched earlier this week it might have been yesterday i don't know i've been co- recovering from a cold so i don't know what what day it is anymore but um you can see Chich- like there's I, I don't know maybe maybe i was looking into it a little too much but chicha either just look frustrated out there and like what it, it was when there were certain opportunities where he should have like pressured the defense and maybe like pressure him and try to like steal the ball back. And you will see someone like Jimenez do that for Wolves. Well, like Jimenez does a lot of defensive work. And I, and I think, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And I, when I was watching Chicharito with West Ham, it was just, I don't know. And, and I, I think it's understandable why he's frustrated. If I was Chicharito, I'd be very frustrated too with what was happening with West Ham. And it seems like he wanted to leave the team too. And that just didn't work out. So I'd, I'd be very, uh, very, very frustrated with the current state of my career. But it just, he, he just didn't look confident. And then when you watch Jimenez, it's entirely different. And when you saw that game between uh, West Ham and Wolves, I mean, they were just two entirely different players. I feel like, that one game between them was just a perfect summary of the two different seasons that Chicharito and Jimenez have been having. Chicharito coming off the bench, not really doing much. Jimenez just being the star of the match. You know, it was just. So I think if, if Mexico were to have a game next week, I would have no doubt, no issues too. If if you were to have uh, Jimenez I mean, if, starting, oh, sorry, was here, you would just start both, right? You would just start Raul on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> Chicharito and Net, uh, Jimenez, uh, perhaps as a as a center midfielder, right? I, I think that's what uh, makes it sense, just right? reminds me of the season uh, Chicharito had when he was on Bayern or Bayer Leverkusen. How I'm not I'm not saying it's similar. Obviously, there's still different leagues, different like, yeah. amount of goals, but just his style fits so perfectly with that team. And then you drop in Raúl, and his style fits in perfectly with this team. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And you can see that with his like style of play. Like we know that he's a little bit more of an. Uh, I mean, we've known for a while that he's kind of like an aggressive player. He has got good hold up play, and he's like a a little bit more well rounded than someone like Chicharito. And just that's exactly what they need with Wolves. That's exactly who's someone who's perfect for their. I mean, a lot of the counters, the lethal counters they can create. So yeah, no, it, it's just it's just a hundred percent a perfect fit for him. That being said, I wouldn't. I'd be kind of interested to see if uh, any bigger teams would be 
willing to bring him up. But then again, if, if that happens, especially in the EPL, I mean, there's a good chance he wouldn't get that many minutes. Uh, to Chicharito, you mean? Oh, no, no. I meant Wolves. Wolves. Uh, Jimenez, Jimenez Wolves. Yeah, I mean, if he scores double digits in, in England, I mean, that says a lot right there. Yeah, true. True, true. And you got to remember his agent. You got to remember who his agent is. Mendez. Yeah, I mean, he was the one who who brought in all like basically like like all those new like Portuguese players to Wolves. Like that, that was that uh, was yeah. It was kind of funny because I think for a while people were really confused and they kind of assumed that Jimenez was Portuguese. I think a lot of probably a lot of EPL fans probably assumed that he still is Portuguese, which kind of makes sense, I guess, when you just see all that new Portuguese talent coming into the team. Yeah, and he in one of the early interviews he said he felt at home. It was because he's he's like it's basically like living in Portugal again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, let's see. Um, another guy on my list. Well, let's just talk about the Porto guys. Um, we had some questions yeah. on him on Tecatito and Herrera. Um, I think it's been a good bounce back year for Tecatito. I mean, the flashiness is a kind of gone, which is kind of sad. But he's he is so much more consistent than he was two years ago. Yeah, and I think what's most important because, like, you look at some of his stats and you're like, okay, I mean, like, he's been, I mean, recently he's been doing very well. He's been getting those goals and assists, and in the Champions League, I mean, he's killing it in the Champions League. Three goals and one assist in the group stage. I think he's the first Mexican player ever to score in three consecutive Champions League matches. Uh, but then when you look at the, the the league statistics, I think it's only like a goal and five assists. So it's not exactly. You know, really like eye-catching stats. You know, it's still decent. But I think what's most important to me is the fact that he's a starter now for Porto. And last season, uh, I'm even tempted to say the season before that, he wasn't a guaranteed starter. So it's it's progress uh, from from what was happening last year, and especially since 2017 was so I don't know. It was really brutal for him. I mean, just uh, it seems like he definitely had a lot of uh, personal issues um, back home. You know, his wife had a had a miscarriage, so it's just it was. I mean, yeah, that that would really, really hurt anyone, you know? And it, is, it, and it makes sense why he wasn't playing at his very best, but it looks like he's definitely bounced back and he's he's getting better and also playing as a right back when they need him too. But I think he could definitely get away with that in Porto though, especially in league play, because there's going to be a lot of opposition where they're just not going to be doing anything in the attack. So Porto are just like, cool, this Tecatito guy, he does all right defensively. He's not going to be de- dealing with a lot of pressure. We could just have him just like take charge on the right wing and just have him like patrol that area. So I think in, he can get away with that in like in the Primera Liga where he's going up against teams like what, like Belenenses and like Avs or whatever. Like I, I, didn't, I, I don't know how to pronounce half the team names, but, uh, but I think that you can get away with that in Portugal. But it's, I'm not saying that like, Going forward, Tecatito is now going to be a, like a wing back for for Mexico. But I think the I think overall though he has been having a a pretty impressive season for me. If he plays right back, isn't he like already Mexico's like best right back? <laughs> I mean, who the hell else would play right back? I mean, actually, there are a lot of young guys. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I, th- I think I think right now he'd be if if he were to decide to like want to be a right back, yeah, potentially. I just want to play FIFA right now and put him at right wing back in a three-five-two-four. Speaking of Osorio, that's just like an Osorio nightmare right there. Uh, is to have like someone as small as Tecatito be a, a right back. Oh, uh, let's uh, man, good little Osorio. But yeah, he's, he's playing well. Like you said, he's doing well. He's an automatic starter. He's got five assists. I mean, there's no more. Oh, is he gonna start? You know, like is he gonna? He's gonna start unless it's you know one of those 
rotation type of days where it's like, oh, we got a cup game, we got this coming up. I mean, he's he's going to play every game, and he's having he's one of the higher rated players in the he was one of the higher rated players in Champions League yeah. in the group stage. I mean, I know he only had he had four starts, came off the bench one time, but yeah, like I said, he had three goals, one assist. And he was he was really good. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he could do in the Champions League knockout round too, just because I feel like he because he was doing so well uh, in the group stage. I know in the group stage they didn't have Porto didn't have the most difficult uh, opposition. But when you consider all the different uh, uh, group stage uh, groups group stages groups that they were out there, I think it was like Schalke and like Lokomotiv Moscow and Galatasaray. So it wasn't exactly like some brutal match like matches there for him. But I'm I'm really excited to see him uh, this month, and I think next month because I think the first leg is this month, the uh, second leg is next month against Roma. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see him really step up because, and we've known for a while that you know in, in the past that Catito you know had some interest from bigger teams, and that makes sense when a player does very well for Porto, you know, especially for a team where Porto where they they like to you know send out a lot of talent to bigger clubs. You know, it makes sense why he had a little bit of attention. Um, obviously, things weren't exactly continue to go uphill for him in a, for a couple of years after that. But I feel like he's really found his groove again. And I feel like if, if you do well with Porto, if you do well in the Champions League, uh, there, there's a decent chance he could finally make the move. I mean, you haven't really been seeing any rumors just yet, but if he has a strong Champions League knockout round, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some team showed some interest. But as of now, I haven't really seen much, but you know, keep your fingers crossed that he does have a very good uh, knockout round with the team. I believe he has one more year in his contract, so his, his contract is up in uh, June 2020. Yeah, so yeah, it's and I I'm pretty sure Porto does not want to go through with what they're going through with uh, Herrera. Yeah, exactly. Where, oh, we didn't we didn't sell him. Yeah, we'll sign him. And so, <laughs> oh, he's he's basically a free agent right now. So, but uh, Herrera is doing his thing. I mean, I, if if a move, I mean, of course, this morning or yesterday, whatever, last week, he's been linked again with a move to Italy. But <laughs> he's been linked everywhere, man. If you if you believe the rumors, he, I mean, there's just been I, I've lost track of the amount of teams that have Arsenal, yeah. Tottenham, four teams in Italy. I mean, it's PSG, I think, at one point. <laughs> yeah, but it makes. I mean, it makes sense though. I mean, so what's like you said though, like. He he hasn't signed a new contract for Porto. He's he's he, his contract is done by this summer. I mean, it's an experienced player who's still in his twenties, in his late twenties. His experienced player who's still in his twenties, who's a captain of a Champions League knockout round team. Yeah, man, of course. No, no transfer fee attached to him. Yeah, That's exactly. Huge. And he's and he's a he's a well-rounded box-to-box midfielder. He could be defensive-minded if you need him to be. He could be a little bit more attack-minded. I, I I think that's a that could, that's a, that would be an excellent signing right there for for any team. So I I assume that he's going to be making the move over the summer, and he should too. He should really test himself after you know hanging around for Porto for quite some time. Um, real, I, we'll probably touch on that and Trent. We talk about transfers, but. Is it the end of the world if he just stays at Porto and just continues being the captain there? <sighs> no, not really. Just because, because uh, here I, I was thinking about this the other day because because uh, I was wondering, it's like, all right, if if Tecatito Nerera like continued to stick around Porto, it, like, is that exactly the worst thing? And the reason why I feel like it isn't because what other team in recent years that Mexican players have been involved in have have so consistently been involved in the knockout round of the champions league and i think it's definitely porto you know i mean if you look at the other teams that the mexican players are involved in like yeah you see some of the europa league you see saw you saw some of the champions league group stage but porto is definitely the one that seems to have the best chance 
of uh, going to the knockout round. They've done and they've done that. I don't know if they've done it every single year. I think there was a, one or two seasons maybe that they didn't make it to the knockout round uh, since the the Mexican guys have recently gone over there. But it seems like that's definitely one of the better opportunities for Mexican players to get uh, a good amount of Champions League minutes, not just in the group stage, but the knockout round too. So, And even if I they get kicked out to Europa League, they actually take that competition seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think it's just because of their involvement in in uh, Champions League, I think that 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 means it's not the end of the world. But still, you want to see players testing themselves outside of Portugal because that's not exactly the the toughest environment either. Yeah, but I'm just like I'm not saying I'm resigned to it. But if he stay, if if those guys stay there and they became they became integral parts, especially Herrera since he's the captain, I'm not gonna say it's a failure or whatever i mean if he wants to stay there he's been there for several years he's the club captain i mean he's played over 300 games i think for them already so i'm not i'm not concerned about him if he stays put this summer i just want to see one of those guys going to to a bigger team i'd be happy would it be tecatito or would it be herrera i'd be happy if both went on to bigger teams but as long as one goes this summer i'll I'll be quite happy and my guess it's probably gonna be herrera yeah it's gonna be it'd be nice to for a a mid-table EPL team or something to sign him because they don't, you know, no transfer fee is really nice. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, right. Moving <laughs> <laughs> um, down the list, at least on my list of, uh, let's call it guys who are doing well or stand out. Green, green color guys. Um, Araujo. Yeah. I mean, I there's a little bit of a, I mean, like I think you set, set it out earlier this week in your, in your article on ESPN FC where, they had lost, or they had not won a game in six games, and he's done well. I mean, that's that's one of the teams that are their yeah. bottom, their bottom third of the league, I think. Yeah, no, Celta Vigo have been awful. They've been awful, awful, awful. They're never fired. I mean, <laughs> yeah, things haven't gotten haven't really gotten better since uh, Mohamed left. But I think what's important there too is just like whether it be Mohamed or whether it be the new manager. I forget the name of the guy who's in charge right now. But regardless, like Araujo has been able to maintain that starting role, and he's been a solid defensive figure for the team. And I think uh, also it's interesting to see too that he's he's gotten a couple of goals too. So I think all that mixed together, I think that leads to to having a, a standout season so far. I mean, as long as Celta Vigo don't get uh, relegated, like I mean that would be ideal. But uh, no, but he's but 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 nonetheless, Araujo has been doing quite well uh for for Salta Vigo and like I said it's just it's nice to see that he remained a starter even after Mohamed left and he was uh in that hit a goal in two straight matches and that second match against Sevilla he was actually a bad match so yeah man you, you see yeah there's this one app I have I think it's called like stat zone kind of shows you like where all the clearances are at and it's just like I think it was like seven or eight clearances, like a bunch of interceptions, a bunch of block shots. So no, he's uh, he's he's doing well in uh, in Spain. So that's 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 good to see. And you just hope that Celta Vigo do a little bit better, um, so they aren't completely at the bottom. But I think it's really really tight at the the bottom of La Liga table. I think like one win or one loss can like send you up and down uh, like pretty dramatically uh, in that league table. Yeah, as of right now. Celta Vigo is in 17th place, which is just outside the relegation zone with 24 points. Uh, number 18, Rayo Vallecano is 23 points. But yeah, you're right. From 18 to 12th place, it's a difference of three points. Oh, yeah. No, so that's, that's, that's definitely so a tight. Right yeah. 
yeah, like you said, I was a little nervous when uh, Turco got fired because Turco kind of it kind of seemed like Turco was the reason he went out there. You know, kind of like, hey, this is my guy. I'm bringing him with me. I know yeah. him. He's good. So it's always a little nervous because I mean, as Mexican fans, you know, when you have a guy abroad and a new coach comes in, you never know he's gonna like you yeah. or I want him gone or it's gonna be like Tanham with Gio <laughs> with a guy that. The, the whole front <laughs> office who, who brings him in gets fired before he even plays a game. <laughs> or you give it like for like uh, Fabiana a little bit, like before he won over uh, Nico Kovac, like he was definitely uh, like the manager got fired and suddenly like uh, Fabian was sent to the bench for Eintracht and then he eventually won him over. But you could see that like uh, he definitely had an issue at first with Eintracht. Yeah, and then his dad came out and said some dumbass <laughs> shit like, "Oh, he's yeah, I was like, oh, come on, man, what are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, come on, man. That's unnecessary. Unnecessary. Um, another guy before – well, another guy I have in the green, Boyo Briseño. I've seen some of his games, and if they're ter- terrible quality, barely barely SD, but that team yes. is bad. The team uh, he plays for – What's terrible bad. quality? The team or the, the stream? I'm sure they're both pretty bad, right? They're both <laughs> terrible. But um, – I mean, he like you're saying, he's just that guy in the back who just—it's like a two-on-one. It's just him. It's just like, well, I hope he does something because if he doesn't do anything, it's a goal. But he's playing well for them, and I'm. This is the second year. I think he's a free agent this year. I'm not sure, but I think he signed a two-year contract. So this is his second season there. And I mean, some team's gonna snatch him up if he comes back to Mexico. I mean, he's only 24, 25 years old. Um, I know we have one of the questions from people asking sending questions in is, should he get called up for the next camp? What do you think? I think so. Uh, I definitely think so. I think we could uh, we could always use a little bit more depth uh, in defense. And he's also shown that he could play a little bit as a, I'm not going to say he's a high-pressing wing back, but uh, he could definitely play as a, as a fullback if needed. I think when he was with Veracruz, I think he played as a, as a left back or a right back. I forget which position, but he was, he did that for quite some time. But with Port, I mean, with Portugal, with Forenzi, I mean, oh, yeah, it's kind of like a similar situation with, Alco and Salta Vigo, where it's just yeah, Frenzy are awful. They're really, really awful. I've like I've definitely caught like a little bit of like not I'm not gonna say I follow the team week in and week out, but I've definitely caught some glimpses of the uh, of that team. And they're definitely really, really terrible. I think they're at the bottom of the league table, if I remember correctly. But then you dive into those stats uh, from Briseño. You see, he's like seventh in the league for interceptions, third in the league for clearances, second in the league for shots blocked. So he's put in an immense amount of work out there. So if you think that. If he's, I feel like he's kind of paid his dues a little bit um, by going to Portugal and trying this out. So I'd be a little disappointed if he doesn't at least get one or two call-ups just to see, just just to see what he is capable of. Because this is a guy too who it's kind of surprising that he has yet to make his debut for the Mexican national team. So he's never been given that opportunity. Yeah, he's he's done well at the youth national team level, but he's never been given that chance for the senior national team level. The, wasn't he the captain of the U17 team that I'm won the I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm pretty sure you're right there. But yeah, but it's just, but it is a little surprising that yeah, to, to find out that, yeah, that he has yet been given that, that debut for the senior national team. So I don't know. And I, I think it's, I think some people might be a little bothered and be like, all right, so he only gets that chance just because he went to Portugal. I'm like, no, it's, it's much more than that. And it's clear when you look at the stats that he's putting an immense amount of work in there. So I think that when you consider what he was able to accomplish at a youth level, the fact that he's never been given that chance at the senior level, the fact that he's uh, doing quite well for Ferenzi, despite the fact that they're awful, I, I, I think he, you got to give him a chance. You got to give him a chance. Not saying he's going to be started, but, but we could always need, you could always use more depth in defense. 
Rafa's not going to be there, you know? <laughs> sure. But, I mean, as awful as his team has been, he's won two Man of the Matches awards on that terrible team as a defender. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's played the most amount of minutes on that team. I mean, just... You know, my my <laughs> hope is that, uh, is that maybe, like, a slightly better, like, portuguese team like signs him up like not some team that's like fighting relegation maybe somewhere in the middle maybe even something i mean i can't imagine like a porter gonna be signing him anytime soon but why not like a sporting or something i don't know I don't, you would hope like a, some bigger teams are taking notice yeah i'm sure someone will keep an eye on him especially if he's uh if he's just a free agent this summer which i think he is but um all right, my last two guys that are, I think are having a good season. Um, well, I guess Guardado's on the bubble. He's kind of injury. He's been injured. But, I mean, when he's yeah. played, he looks yeah. good. Um, him and Diego Linus. Uh, Guardado, what can you say? He's been doing the same things he's been doing. I mean, he's been hurt, but when he comes on the field, like in that game, uh, I, mean, I think it was like two Sundays ago, where Linus got his first start, and then they eventually took Linus out, and they moved Guardado back inside. He was a beast in the inside when he plays in this middle. Yeah. I think, I think with Guardado too, he's, he's definitely one of those guys too, to like really appreciate him. You have to actually watch him play as weird as that sounds, because I feel like with so many of these Mexicans abroad, you know, sometimes we don't wake up early enough to watch the games. Maybe we don't have the, yeah, exactly. Like with Guardado, he's one of those guys where you look at the stats and you're just like, Oh, I guess he had like an average game. Okay. And like, it's, it's really, really easy to overlook him because that, but when you actually watch him play, you're just like, oh, wow. Like, you really have to keep an eye on this guy with his distribution, with his energy, whether, whether it be someone who's a little bit more high-pressing, who likes to be very, very involved in the uh, the attacking possession of the final third, whether he's someone who's supposed to be a little bit more defensive-minded and who's a little bit more energetic with his interception, his steals. He's just such a crucial player. And you saw that with PSV. You're seeing that with Real Betis right now. So I, I think Guadalajara's definitely having a good season. Yeah, he has his... He's had those injury issues, but I mean, he he's still been a key player for this. I mean, I'll bet these side who have been doing very well in La Liga. They're what sixth, seventh place. They're like they're right there on the cusp of a of a maintaining their spot uh, for European competition, and they're the Europa League knockout round. So yeah, no, I I think Guardado has been having a, a a pretty good season. I'm not gonna say it's a, a very very like good season just because of those injury issues, but between uh, if, if I had to choose between average and standout, he's definitely in the standout category. Yeah, and like you're saying, they are currently in seventh place, um, tied on uh, points with fifth and sixth place. But they have uh, they are out in the tiebreakers right now. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still uh, 16 games to go, so yeah, we'll see. But yeah, like you said, and it's kind of nice that he's there with a uh, Linus. And I was watching the uh, BN Sport uh, broadcast for the last couple games, yeah. and the game on uh, Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday. Um, the uh, Copa Copa del Rey game. The announcers was just they were just saying like, man, this kid is the real deal. They said that yeah. several times about Linus, and then when he came off the field, they're like, he's been the best player for Betis today. And it's just, it's just, it's nice to hear that from someone from a non-Mexican. Yeah, announcer, and La Liga is what is it? Their Twitter account. They already made like that little like edited hype video for him. It was like a little like. <laughs> If I, if I was a fan of Betis and I wasn't a Mexican fan, I'd be like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that one like edited like a hype video, it was basically like two or three plays maybe, and they were just kind of like on loop with some like in, in yeah, with some like intense like <laughs> techno music. But yeah, maybe yeah, maybe if I wasn't Mexican, I'd be like, yeah, who, yeah, this kid still has a lot to prove. But like, no, you, you watch lines and he's like, I don't know, maybe. 
I, I don't know where to put him in this category just because he just showed up to Europe, you know? Like, uh, he's he's... The fact that he wanted the move makes me makes yeah, me yeah. I mean, I, I'm just gonna put him on the standout because once he once you have seen him on the field, he definitely stands out to me. So I don't I don't know. He, he's in he's in my standout category just because I feel like it would do him a disservice to put him in the uh, in the average uh, category. And it's also just that that one shot he had too that that one little run he had where he like that was a nice yeah, run. You, you too. know you know which one I'm talking about. I, I think I think everybody who's listening to this probably knows exactly yeah. what we're talking about. He had like the little dribble, went down the field, like shot it from like the outside the 18 yard box, almost scored the goal. Like that, like that that like kind of like helped make a name for himself, at least uh from like Real Betis fans, it seems like. And I mean the fact that they put him in right into the starting lineup in their Copa del Rey game to go to the semifinals, I think that's, I think that says yeah. a lot. I mean, they're probably like, yo, we spent 14, 15 million dollars on this kid. <laughs> Show us what you can do. You know they're not a they're not a huge club. They're not they don't they don't spend fifteen million dollars on a player just to send him out on loan or whatever. It's like yo, you need maybe to play. maybe they're just looking for the retweets, man. That's all they're looking for. They know that they know there's a lot of Mexican Americans and a lot of Mexicans who are going to give that a retweet and be like, no, it's all right, it's all right. T- tell 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 uh, management that we gotta we gotta put him in the eleven for this Copa del Rey match. Let's see how many retweets we can get. <laughs> I'm sure BN Sport loved it <laughs> because they're they're still fighting with Comcast to get on Comcast's uh, network. So, <laughs> not that I would condone watching illegal streams, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta oh, do. Yeah, it's, dude. If you, it, I mean, come on, man. It's just like if you're watching like half of these players, you you sometimes have to rely upon certain Reddit like threads that uh, that help you out. <laughs> Nothing's as worse as me trying to watch a, a El Polido stream like five years ago. <laughs> Those were rough days, man. Thank God I had a Mac, otherwise I could infested with viruses. Um, all right, here's my 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 list of uh, yellows. I guess not stand out, okay. not bad. I was gonna say really quickly because I have one more player in the good. A standout category, which is Ochoa. Is he in your average or is he in your standout? He is on the bubble because I mean he's having a good season there, but like he should be having a good season there. You know what I mean? Okay. Kind of like okay. All right. I'm 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 knocking him a little bit for the league, but I mean I understand he's one of the best keepers in that league. But you know it's like one of those in between. Like I I don't I don't know just because like I'm like tied for second league with fewest goals allowed. Uh, they're almost. I mean, it's it's so confusing. I have no idea. like the Belgian league setup, but Belgian league is so weird, man. It's so they they like the season ends early and then it becomes a playoff to see who gets yeah, relegated. So... It's and there's, a, and there's a playoff for like the Europa League. Yeah, spots. so they're they're, they're they're almost qualified for the the top. So it's like the top six or seven teams like qualify for like it's called like the it's like the championship round or like the championship playoff round, something like that. But like they they're, they. Yeah. They're they're on the cusp of doing that because I think they only have like because last season they went to like thirty something games and I think they're at like twenty something right now so it's so it's coming up but it seems like I, I don't know it seems like he's having a good season it's just it's hard because it's once again uh, unless if you find some illegal streams you know it's just it's it's really really hard to have access to these games so it's it's because it isn't a big team too it's it's kind of hard to to keep track of Ochoa but for me I don't know I, I still think he's a for me he's a he's a standout to me but I see why he's on the cusp of a I maybe perhaps being in between average and standout for you yeah I just noticed I also had uh Lozano as a yellow but now he's definitely agreeing oh wow okay yeah <laughs> glad I made my own list right here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, could, I think we kind of touched him on Lozano a little bit in the beginning, but 
I mean, he's doing what you expected him to do. I mean, he's tearing it up the league, tearing the league up as well. I mean, I can't really knock him for the transfer situation. I mean, I just can't. But, I mean, it's, I wish he would have gone somewhere else. But I'm okay with him staying at PSP. Yeah. They yeah. Shot if around, I remember sure. correctly, I think I saw a question about this. I mean, like, why hasn't he left yet or something like that? But last month, his agent, Mino Raiola, super agent, like the very definition of a super agent, uh, he stated that for you baseball fans, he's like the Scott Boris. What is a Scott Boris? <laughs> I can I tell sometimes watch the Padres every now and then, and the Oakland A's. So, <laughs> but, uh, major but yeah, his uh, but Mino Raiola, uh, he stated that uh, that PSV don't want to sell him yet and to wait until the summer. So I, th- I think that was kind of interesting where he, he didn't say like, we don't want to let go. Or he wasn't like, I, I don't want Chucky to go anywhere yet. He's, I, I'm sure, you know, Riola, he wants to make that money. He's definitely that super agent who's clearly looking for transfers so he can get a good uh, a chunk of the of that. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So he did state that it was PSV don't want to sell him yet, which I don't I don't blame PSV for not wanting to sell him yet. But uh, but it, it looks like it's it's probably uh, my assumption. It's probably going to happen this summer and they'll probably can get a good deal about a amount of money for him. Yeah. I'm not too worried either. I mean, yeah. PSV is not one of those clubs that's going to hold on to someone. It's like, and anyway, so if someone wants to cash it on him, they'll pull someone else from the academy to take a spot or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. They got yeah. one of the best scouting networks out there. Just, I'm not, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And it's, you know, it's fun. It's fun watching him and Guti, um, who, I mean, he was on my yellow list just cause it's kind of like, yeah, He's just he hasn't fully adapted, and like a manager made some comments where, like people took him the people took the, his comments the wrong way, pretty much saying like, oh, he's dogging Guti, and it's like no, he's just pretty much saying that Guti's a more, he's not as attack minded as the as as um I think was it Steven Bergwin or something, one of the other yeah. midfielders, and, he said, and people took it as a knock on Guti, but it's like it's not a knock, it's just he's just a different style of player, you know, and it's yeah, it's, it's his first time in Europe too, so. And he came in late. He signed in like the very last day of the transfer window. Yeah, it was like they they qualified for what was it? it was like they qualified for uh, the group think, stage. Yeah, the group stage, and immediately after that, they're like, PSV is like, cool, we have some cash now. Time to bring in Guti. So yeah, and I, I think he he needs time to adjust too. And I think especially in a role like his, uh, in a midfield role like his, I think you require a bit more composure. You need to be a little bit more fine tuned with your decision making, especially one. I know it's the Eredivisie, but you're still a midfielder in Europe, so I, I think he's going to need some time to 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 adjust to to not only PSV but to to the Eredivisie style of play too. Yeah, and I and to the people out there, I wrote an article about this. Their games are on ESPN Plus. It's so nice. ESPN Plus has like all the they have like three or four uh, Eredivisie games a week, and they always pick PSV. And you can watch it on your yeah, Apple TV. It's an HD. You can replay the games later. It's amazing. But you can watch Chucky just play. tear everyone apart, well, except for last weekend because he had that uh, little concussion protocol, so they kept him out of the starting eleven. But uh, but yeah, you can just watch Chucky just tear apart all those defenses, it's like rush past like eighteen-year-old like Dutch players. <laughs> and I know we were we're talking about how it's taken a little bit to adjust for Guti, but. He's played 512 minutes in the league. He's got three goals, four assists. So he's averaging a goal or assist like every 75 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and he had what two goals? He had two goals in six games with Pachuca. Yeah. So. No, he's. 
I'm, I'm not dogging him. I'm just, you know, I know what he, he's capable of doing. So it's like, I know it's, he's been there for five months. I'm not, like, I'm not worried about him. I think no. we just need to be patient with him. Let's, let's let him, let's let him yeah. get like a full preseason too. Like I, I'll wait for like, to really like judge him until we get that full preseason. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's talk about Hector Moreno. Yeah. The season started with him fighting rumors, not fighting, but just rumors about him going to the Chicago Fire. And as a Chicago Fire fan, let me tell you, I'm happy he did not come to the Dumpster Fire organization. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's not had a really good season. I watched him, and it's just he had a couple good games lately, but it's just been really sluggish for him. Yeah, he's. I don't know. He he's definitely in my my average little category here for the Mexicans abroad, and I, and it's not. I don't know. It's not, he's not bad. He's not playing badly. He's not, it's not like he's, he's struggling out there. I mean, he's got, he's got plenty. He's definitely a starter for Real Sociedad, but they're just, and it's also, it's, it's also a little bit more difficult to kind of highlight a defensive player, especially a central def- uh, defender for like a mid table uh, La Liga team. Cause nothing is really going to stand out every now and then you'll like check his stats. be like, Oh, he has some clearances. He had some interceptions. You'll watch him be like, okay, cool. he, He's a decent distributor of the ball when you watch him play. I think, I don't know, maybe we're being a little too harsh here, but there's just nothing special about him, and there's nothing really special about Real Sociedad this season. I think the fact that that it's been like kind of average season for Real Sociedad too, I think that's what makes it a little bit less exciting. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's had a bad season, and it's always good to see. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna say bad, not bad, but just yeah, blah. Or maybe maybe even like blah, it's a little too hard. It's more so of a, a meh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you're right though. Maybe I'm a little bit too harsh, but just I, the games I've seen him, it's kind of like he does his. He's maybe it's it's like I expect him to be a ball playing center back. He's not really doing that much, you know. I'm I'm used to him making those long passes, connecting with like it's just he's just nope. He's not really doing that, but he's just he's doing he's a good defender. He's just not doing those things I expected him to do before, and maybe that's not the game plan at Real Sociedad. You know, maybe they're like, "Hey, you're not the you're not the ball distributor." You know, get it. Or maybe it's also thing too because I feel like he's always uh, an aerial threat, especially off set pieces. And I feel like what was it? It might have been last season, the season before that. He had like a few goals, and now he's only got a couple. I'm not saying like that. Obviously, not expecting a central defender to score, but I think it's just because he isn't scoring as much as he once was as strange as that sounds when we're talking about a central defender but maybe that's also why it, it feels like it's not nearly as exciting as it once was with Hector Moreno but I don't know I wonder if that is also has something uh that's a little bit of a factor here maybe I'm just looking at his stats and like this season he's averaging about 50 passes per game last year it was up around 63 passes per game in the year before that, it was up around seventy passes per game. So it's it's like they're asking him to do less, and maybe that's the game plan. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't know, but just it just seems like he's just yeah. He's like play, he's like me if I'm playing center back and pick up, I just get the I get rid of the ball because I don't know what to do with it. You know, <laughs> like I, <laughs> you're not gonna do anything. You're not gonna do anything flashy. You're just like I'm gonna look for the conservative pass every single time, and that's just what I'm gonna do for ninety minutes, and I'm gonna clear it when yeah, it comes. I'll to I'll throw me. my body at it. I'll stop the ball, and then I'll kick it to someone who knows what they're doing. No, you'll see. You'll <laughs> see like a winger, like like making a sprint down the right way. You're like nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna be looking for like a dude in the midfield. I'm gonna be looking at a dude like right next to me, and that's what I'm doing forever. And you know what? The goalie looks good too. I'll be able to get back. What's that? Would you push forward? No, no, no. I'm passing back. I'm passing back again. <laughs> 
um, Alanis, weird situation. He gets, I did he get bought by Getafe or was it a free transfer? Not, I forget. I I didn't really follow the whole. I think he got bought. I think he got bought for like a yeah. I didn't, I didn't follow the details of that those complications that he had with Chivas. I, I th- my assumption is he did get bought, but yeah, that was definitely a little bit of a difficult issue there for him. And it just says so. I mean, so, so much about Liga Mekis that it was so difficult for him to leave the team. Um, Cause if I remember correctly, you'll have to remind me because I wasn't for, for some, for whatever reason, it wasn't paying. Co- it was a free transfer. Yeah. Cause I wasn't paying transfer. close attention to this, but it was like, if I remember correctly, it was, that uh, he wasn't good. Chivas wanted him to renew his contract. He didn't want to renew his contract. So Chivas said, okay, cool. We're sending you down to the reserve team. And he was just like, you can't, you can't force me to like basically play with the reserve side just because I don't want to renew my contract. And then he tried looking for the move. The players union actually got involved. The players union like, Sent themselves saying we support that's right that's right that's right because it's because that was kind of like indicative of all the issues that you have off the field sometimes liga mechis but but i mean he made his move i mean uh it's segunda division in in spain isn't exactly thrilling but he's a starter out there he he got a goal oh no let's back up let's back up that's right he got signed by getafe and then the manager's like i don't want i didn't want him at all and then they just cut him before the season even started because <laughs> the manager is like, yo, no, I didn't want him. The front office bought him. That's bought right. Him that's in. right. I completely forgot about that. And then he was, and then he was scrambling to find a spot. And then rumors that he might come to MLS. And then he found the spot with uh, Real Oviedo. And like you said, he's a starter for them and playing every game pretty much. But it's a weird situation. He and he is dead set on staying. Yeah, in good Europe. for him he's though. Like, I'm not going I, mean, to Mexico. I mean, I know he. Uh, what was it? It was last week of the week beforehand. Uh, he uh, he missed a penalty. For uh, <laughs> for Real Oviedo, so obviously it's not ideal right there. But no, but like good for for like even if it's for for a second division team, uh, it's cool that he like forced that move and he wants to really stay in Europe. Then who knows? Maybe maybe Real Oviedo they could get promoted to La Liga because I'm looking at the standings right now. They're they're in eighth place. They have 36 points, but sixth place uh, have 38. So they they could be in the running for a spot uh, for the first division. And you know it's Spain. You do well, maybe one of the lower league, maybe one of the lower league or lower uh, place clubs in the first division. Say, hey, bring this guy over here. I mean, he's an experienced international yeah. with Mexico. It's not like he's just some random guy, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, but oh, yeah. I feel like overall, it's a pretty av- average season for him. But you can say he's playing yeah. every game, yeah. so it's better than sitting on the bench. Um, I have one more oh, guy. Me too. Me too. I think I think it might be the same dude. Is the Chicharito? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about him earlier, but uh, it's just he has one more year on his contract there, and he's the highest paid player on that team. He's making like what did I tweet out there today? Like eight point two million dollars. Yeah, and when you when you so, have someone with like a salary like that, and then when you look at his numbers, it's like okay, I know he's had injury issues, I know he's had some illness issues. It's really not. Uh, he's it's a little unlucky for him, but at the same time, he's only got what like four goals. One assist, and like I said, when I I feel like when I watched him earlier uh, this week, I feel like he definitely looked a little frustrated out there. Once again, it makes sense why he's frustrated, but yeah, man, it's just he he, it's just not what we as Mexico fans expected from him, and definitely not what West Ham fans expected when they brought him over. Yeah, but that team that last year was just rough when they had Moyes. 
Oof. Yeah. This is just rough. I mean, and Oof. then and yeah, it sucks because yeah. um, that guy, the Argentinian guy, got hurt during the World Cup preparation, so he hasn't played this whole season. What's well, Lanzini? I think it's Lanzini, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Lanzini. And then they tried doing a pairing of uh, Carol and Chicharito, and yeah, that went nowhere. No. I mean, I guess what you, you could really hope for as a Mexico fan, be like, all right, you hope that Marco Arnautovic like continues to have like injury issues, or just like, or that like he still he's gonna try to like prove his worth to the team after potentially leaving, and then it's just like he somehow struggles, which provides some more opportunities for Chicharito. I don't know. It's just it's it's not a it's not ideal. Would be surprised if once again Arnautovic uh, takes over that starting role up top, and then Chicharito is just an option off the bench. And who knows? Maybe Andy Carroll could even potentially like take minutes away from Chicharito once they're both on the bench. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not exactly been an ideal season. Here's my conspiracy theory for Chicharito this summer. He gets bought by Inter Miami FC or Inter Miami CF. Oh, and then they don't play until 2020. And he goes on loan to Chivas Whoa, for six months. Okay, okay. So it's so it's kind of like a it's like a, a come what was it like the like the Vela situation, but as opposed to staying with his current team, he'd go to a, he'd go over with Chivas. Interesting, because like because when, when he went to yeah. when Vela signed with LAFC, LAFC like didn't exist just yet. They hadn't started their, like their preseason, so he just like hung around with like Real Sociedad for a little bit longer. Mm. It makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Chicharito's really. I don't know. I, I feel like he can still have another good year or two abroad, and what his. And I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying if I'm if I'm you know the owners in Miami, if I'm David Beckham himself, and I want to make a splash, yeah. what's the bigger his, splash? His, his girlfriend's pregnant though? though, right? She just uh, maybe 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 they want to stick around a little bit longer in Europe before making the move. I don't know. I have no idea what goes on in his mind. Nah, send him in Mexico. Have that baby in Mexico. Have that baby. <laughs> Be like, yo, geez, just, just, just have that baby in Mexico. Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's like what, like a uh, few regulations. It just, you just need to have one grandparent, so you can have that kid anywhere. So he, he's, he's still gonna play for it's the true. national team. True. Yeah. Nah, because if he, if he has that baby in America, that new technic, that new G, uh, Chiba, uh, LA Galaxy GM will sign him <laughs> somehow. Home, homegrown player, right there. Chicharito. Yeah, <laughs> but tell me that's not a it's not a, a interesting solution for everyone because you know Chivas. I I mean if if Chivas mess this up and uh, let's just say he does get bought out and then that then Miami's like well where can we where can we send him on loan? If Chivas doesn't step up, their fans will yeah. Revolt. And I think like it seems like Chicharito would wanna whether it be now or in the near future or down the line, he, I feel like he does really love Chivas and he would love to play there at some point before retiring. So I think it's inevitable. He is going to, you know, play for Chivas at some point at the same time too. You can also say it's inevitable that he's going to play major league soccer and I don't blame him for it because, you know, got to get that one final good paycheck. You know, he's in his thirties now. Um, it's after the world cup too. I think it would be different if it was right before the world cup, but after the world cup, you know, more power to him. Why not try to, Get some good cash. We all know that you know he's had strong MLS ties, at least when it comes to the rumor mill. When it comes to potentially coming to the league, and you know there are all those strong rumors that he was could potentially go to Orlando as well. I think that was last year. And think about this way: he only has one year left on his contract, so his fee would be lower. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It'd be the perfect time. and and of course, if I'm Miami and I buy him, I charge Chivas a loan fee. And if I'm Chivas, I just play three or four more letters. In a football stadium, <laughs> throw them up, 
boom, you got enough money to pay that <laughs> loan fee. I don't know. I, I still think he wants to stick around. I, I feel like he wants to stick around Europe for a little bit longer, but who knows what Chicharito? I wonder what his, I'm fascinated by his like personal life. It's, 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 I don't know. It's like, it's weird in 2019 being able to like keep up with his personal life because like Instagram, but like, he's got that like one friend who it's like, he's like a motivational speaker or something like that. Like who knows what his like weirdo mo- motivational like speaker friends like telling him like right now, like, uh, like they're always like posting videos and whatnot together on, on Instagram stories. I need to follow. It's, we- yeah, it's a little weird. It's like, I don't know. It's weird that like I know all this just because like I like I follow it, but it's like I feel like that one motivational speaker friend is like trying to get him to like do like I don't know like weird stuff. Like I just be like, oh, like you should say this or say that, or I don't I don't even know how to properly describe it. But he just it seems like this like weird friend that he's like constantly hanging out with. And uh, anywho, I don't know. This has nothing to do with whether he's gonna <laughs> leave a West Ham or not. Maybe it does. Who knows? But. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's, I think that he needs to leave West Ham. And it just seems like yeah. who's going to pay big money for him? I'm sure if, if he wants to stay in Europe, another team will, another, a, a team in La Liga would or something. Val- but... Valencia were interested. Valencia wanted him. Yeah. The issue yeah. was that West Ham were like, cool, you have to buy him. Valencia were like, mm, no, we just want him on loan. And that was the issue there. You know, and that's, that's why he could, they couldn't make it happen. So maybe over the summer, it could, some, some, some decent i'd like a valencia you know like i'd be pretty happy if he was to go to a side like valencia maybe something like that i i think that'd be pretty cool if he was to make a signing make a sign or make a move like that in the summer just go join real betis man that's where all the mexicans yeah are going dude now. that'd be pretty cool i might do that in football manager after we finish <laughs> this pod um anyone else you have in uh, i mean he moved back to mexico but i had uh salcedo there uh, kind of like an average season. So I don't know if that really counts because he's back in Mexico, but I had Salcedo as, a, as an average season. Well, let's just talk about Salcedo and Layun together. Um, they're both going to Tigres Monterrey. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on them moving back? I have separate thoughts. I, I have, well, let's just, I mean, Layun, I'm kind of like, whatever. He was hardly playing at Villarreal. You know, he, he'd been playing there. He'd been playing in Europe for a couple years now. I mean, he's 31, I think. So yeah, he's not going to make it for the next World Cup. He he shouldn't be counted on to be a big part of the next cycle. Um, I'm kind of okay with him going back to Monterrey, but Salcido, I know he said it's yeah, for that's reasons. that's 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 what stands out to me. Like I don't know what's something's going on there in his personal life, and especially if he brought that up. Like I don't know, maybe he wants to be closer to family. Maybe he wants to kind of like rekindle some connection with his family after having some issues with his like parents and his sister too for for quite some time. So I don't know. I think there's something going on there behind the scenes with Salcedo. And it's so, it's so easy, too, to just only focus on, especially with their careers, just seeing what's on the field. But I think there's, I mean, obviously, I have no idea. But uh, but it, it it definitely seems like there's something going on there behind the scenes with his family. And I wonder if that did. I, I'm not going to say I wonder because he did mention that, that, like, you know, he came back for, like, family reasons. But I do wonder what's going on there behind the scenes. Something's going on. I mean, like I said, it's family. I mean, I can't speak to the family issues, so I don't know. I just all things the same. I wish he would have stayed in uh, in Germany. I know they liked him there. I mean, just injuries kind of kind of uh, took away from his time there. So I mean, I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed in him from a sporting aspect. Like I said, I don't know why his family. Yeah. Lived. I know he's had issues with his family before, so I'm not sure. But I just, like I said, all things considered, I wish he would have. All things the same his family life i wish he would have stayed in europe but yeah and he's still uh, he's still young enough where he could still go back to europe 
but the issue here is that he is with Tigris, and Tigris are not going to be allowing him to go back for a very cheap price. And I'm not, I should know, I, I feel like I should know actually, like how much uh, Tigris bought him for, or how, what was the transfer fee right there? Like around $10 yeah. million. It was $10 million? Okay. Okay. So I, I guess. I think that's what I heard. It'd be around $10 million. That's, I mean, okay. he, he was, he did spend four years in the academy there. Yeah. So. He spent yeah, like at least I, fifteen and nineteen there at Tigris. Yeah, I think I think either way, Tigris are just not going to be willing to let him go for for very cheap. And you saw that. I mean, they, they, that Jurgen Dam has had has had that problem now. And I don't, I don't think that they're now European teams are interested in him because maybe he's a little bit older. But I mean, they, there was interest in the past. Like it, the issue was just that you know no one was willing, no one could pay for him. You know, no one could could match what Tigris were wanting right there. So I think that's going to hopefully. Maybe he could still go back to Europe, but I mean, it's only a possibility at this point. And I mean, he is probably shouldn't even talk about that when he has yet to even like make his uh, his debut this season for Tigres. Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, it's not the most reliable place, but transfer market has a uh, Salcido going to from Chivas to Frankfurt for uh, five million pounds or five million euros, and then he got sold from. Okay. He went back from. Uh, Germany to Mexico for eight point eight million. Okay. Pounds. Okay. So, so, what's the conversion rate there? I have no idea. <laughs> Twelve, 12 or thirteen something million dollars. So I don't know. Eight point eight puts it at yeah ten million dollars. <laughs> okay. Like you said, I don't see anyone coming in and spending more than that to get him from Tigres, and Tigres isn't going to sell him for cheap. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of that on his uh, career abroad in that aspect um but like layun i mean do you have any thoughts on layun or is it kind of like hey it's time's kind of, kind of the, i feel there? yeah I, I i feel like the consensus is just that yeah he's once again it's after the world cup it's not before the world cup it's after the world cup you know he's he's getting a little bit older why not come back to mexico for a little bit why not got a good paycheck there you know he's, he's 31 so i don't I, I i think i don't think anyone's really angry with this move uh i don't think anyone's really too bothered especially because it wasn't like i don't know let's let's say like a jonah situation where with jonah obviously it was different too because he was younger but what, like he was doing very well with Real before he came uh, back to north america but with layun i mean he was when he was on low at sevilla it was kind of up and down with Real. I mean, he, he was never really a key part of the roster, so I, I don't think anyone's too bothered with that decision. He saw time with uh, Villarreal, but just to put put it into you, to show you like what they had in mind for him, he came. He had five games off the bench. He played three games attacking right mid. He played three games midfielder, left midfielder. He played another game attacking left mid. He had one game at wing back. He had another game at right <laughs> mid, and he had another game at right back. So he was pretty much their Swiss Army knife at Real. So he was kind of one of those guys where who's hurt this week or who's out on suspension and let's put him in there, which is fine, yeah. but he's not going to get consistent minutes. Yeah, that. no, he, he's just a utility dude off the bench. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I ask you, because we were trying to figure this out uh, at, at, over at uh, FMF State of Mind, where does he play from yeah, one that's t- I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I think he, I mean, he's still at his best as a fullback. I know that means like pushing someone from that month today roster, like uh, like have a fullback position. But I don't know. You see someone like Guy. I think Guy has been doing pretty well. I mean, like I guess he's gonna be like an exceptional player for them. 
uh, at left back, but I think you keep Gallardo there. And who is it? Who who is at right back? Is it Stefan Medina? I think he can take over from Stefan Medina right there. Uh, if if he's still getting that starting spot right there at right back for Rayados. So I think at this moment, I'd prefer someone like a Layun over uh, Stefan Medina. I mean, I think he's going to do the same thing here. He's going to be like that utility guy where it's like, yeah. it reminds me of the Oh, he could easily do that too. He, he could easily do that, yeah. Where he played, he literally played every position at Watford except for striker. Yeah, I saw goal. some interview with him last year where they asked him, was like, how many positions have you actually played? And it's funny because he didn't just say like, he also went into like specific positions. He said, he's like, I've played left back, center back, right back, right wing back, defensive midfielder, center midfielder, attacking midfielder, left midfielder, left wing, right wing. <laughs> he was like, he was like, and he was like basically named like every single like position that you could be at as, as uh, like basically every, everything, but except being a goalie and just like an out and out striker. Like Layun has played that position at one point in his career. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> He's like that perfect guy you want to. Ha- He's like that perfect twelfth man on your team. Or it's yeah, like exactly. he can play anywhere. Yeah, and he and he does a decent job too. Yeah, I remember he played well when he was at Wofford as a defensive mid. I was like, what are you guys doing <laughs> playing him as a defensive? I remember there were a couple. There was like one or two Porto games where like they had some like defensive issues and like there is Layun like playing a couple games like He's yeah. <laughs> They were playing him at center back instead of Diego Reyes. <laughs> um, who else on the my red list? Um, so, so, well, so we're now disappointed because we are, we already surpassed all my average. Yeah, because my average were Moreno, Eric yeah. Gutierrez, Chicharito, Alanis, Salcedo. But Layun's definitely my disappointing. So, um, well, let's leave Fabian for the end of this. Uh, what about uh, Reyes? He is on loan back at yeah Giannis. on loan, no option to buy. Uh, right there, I was hoping there'd be an option to buy, but I haven't read anything about an option to buy. But then again, these are all reports, so who it could be wrong? But it doesn't look like that is an option right there. Uh, just it just didn't work out with Fenerbahce, man. And like they tried him, you can see that they tried him as a defensive midfielder. They tried him as a center back, and he just wasn't able to hold on to a starting position. Although I do wonder if them trying him at different positions and then putting him on the bench and leaving him on the bench. If that has more so to do with Ferdinand Bosch's problems in general, because they're struggling. They're really, really struggling. Cause... They're a mess, but you know what didn't help him? Him signing. When did he sign? In Something September? Like that. Yeah, I think so. He, he literally had, from January 1, 2018, he, had, he could sign with anyone for no fee. And he didn't pick a club, but he didn't. His agent didn't find him a club until September. Yeah, eight months after he basically became a free agent. Like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's kind of going to a new, going to a new country, new system. You want to get there as soon yeah. as possible. And I'm going back to like Fernandez, like four. I'm looking at the league tail right now. I mean, it looks like they've, oddly enough, they they've improved. They got a couple wins and a couple draws in their last five games, but still, they're only in twelfth place. So they were like flirting with relegation for a little bit there. So. Oh, they were at the bottom, I think. Yeah, so, the so there, were, there, there are clearly some issues going on with that team, which I think extend far past whether they should start <laughs> whether they should start Reyes or not. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he's in Spain, though. I'm glad that he's in La Liga because clearly he did he did very well. Yeah. Uh, who yep. was it? with with with? Uh, I forget if it was Real Sociedad or Espanol. Both. He did yeah, really well. With both yeah. Of them. I, for, I forget. 
Yeah, so so hopefully he can impress once again. It was actually kind of funny. I was like watching highlights from him. He already made his debut, but I was I was watching highlights and for a second I thought he scored uh five minutes after making his debut, but it looked like it like someone headed the ball and it went like right past his foot and I thought he like tapped it in, but he didn't get the goal. But could have been a goal right there. That would have been pretty cool. But yeah, no, hopefully he does well with Legatus. Hopefully he can get a starting spot because yeah, it seems like uh La Liga is definitely where he's done his best. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's done well there, so I, I, I was just shocked he didn't go back there. Yeah. But then again, La Liga has, um, I don't know what he counts. I think he, he still has to be a non-Euro player, non-EU player. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think that, because I think if he was... He hasn't stayed anywhere. He hasn't stayed anywhere for more than two years. Yeah, because so. I think if he did count as, uh, I don't know, one of the EU players, and he could have, uh, he would have already gone to like a La Liga t- team, because, you know, he's as we've yeah. mentioned, he's done quite well. For real Sociedad and Espanol. So hopefully this move to Leganes like convinces some, some other La Liga team uh to sign him up because it wasn't too long ago in the past when once again I forget if it was Real Sociedad or Espanol, where he was considered as one of the best like four center backs. It was like a, a La Liga like awards or something like that. And like ever seeing it on Twitter, he's like recognized one of the best four center backs uh in a, in a La Liga season, which I was pretty impressed by. Yeah, so it's just weird. But I mean I I have high hopes for him the rest of the way just because he's done well in that league. So it's And like I said, Leganes is in a total mess like Fenerbahce is right now. Um, I figured we kind of grouped these two guys together, uh, Malik and Omar Govea. Omar Govea has had a terrible season, terrible yeah. string of injuries. Just his first game, he got a red card in the first <laughs> half. And then after that, he's had injury problems. And he, apparently, I, I was... I was looking it up earlier today. Um, I guess he's still recovering from some injury issues. So it's it's been tougher for Royal Antwerp over there in Belgium. So and then and there's obviously been reports too where just I guess uh, he's had some attitude problems. <laughs> I guess some management um, haven't really liked that about him. I I think it's not only just with Royal Antwerp. I think he had that same issue with his last club. So. But clearly, he's he's a solid uh, central midfielder, maybe a little bit more attack-minded midfielder, defensive midfielder. But but yeah, it seems as though he's had some some he's had some uh, a little bit of bad luck there with the injuries. But yeah, he started off the season with a, a straight red in his first game. Just to put it into mind exactly how little this guy has played, he's played a hundred eleven minutes Ooh. for them. Ouch! 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 And he. He has played nine minutes since um, Thanksgiving. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, and that's why he's in the disappointing category. Yeah, and even even he's he, okay. So on the twenty fifth, um, he played like I want to say uh, was it twenty five? He played fifteen minutes in his debut in in uh, in August. <laughs> and field again for three months. Yeah, so it's not. <laughs> Things aren't working out over there. So hopefully, I mean, I mean, if he's maybe he's going to recover soon, maybe he'll be able to fight for that starting spot again. Maybe he'll do well. But I, I don't know. I, it's it's just not an ideal situation for him. But uh, and I think Royal, I think Royal Antwerp. I'm 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 not entirely sure where they're at in the league table. But if I remember they they were doing pretty well for quite some time. So maybe at the very least, if he yeah, they're in third place right now, they're actually right above uh, standard Liege. Okay, so okay, so maybe if they do qualify for a European spot, if 
maybe and if for some odd reason Govea has a strong end to the season and they purchase him and maybe, I mean there, there's always a possibility yeah. for that but I mean right now it looks unlikely because of injury issues and just because he hasn't been a key player for them yeah they um to put it a little less confusing he was currently his team is currently qualifying for the championship round of the, of the league yeah I don't, I don't know what you, I don't know if you call it the championship playoff round the playoff round I don't I'm not sure what you call it <laughs> yeah I don't know either <laughs> Oh no, they're not in relegation. So, <laughs> um, and then um, we kind of talked about this off uh, recording, but yeah. Malik is back with Sevilla. He didn't get his paperwork in time before the transfer window closed over the summer, so he could not play with the team. And starting January first, he is back with the squad. And there's he's been in the game day squad, but he hasn't seen any time yet with uh, Sevilla. Uh, Sevilla, Atletico. yeah, Sevilla Atletico. And I know he did have some injury problems too. But uh, but yeah, it looks like he's gonna be. Uh, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll see him get some more minutes with Sevilla Atletico, and I think they're in the third division. Um, but still, he's only a young guy; he's only 19 years old. Did fairly well with Porto's uh, youth squad there, and I think they did very well in the the youth Champions League or the youth Europa League or something like that. And they did very very well with uh, Joao Malek, uh, kind of leading the charge there in the attack. So. Hopefully, we'll be hearing more about Malek uh, going forward. But yeah, like you said, I, I also read that he had some complications there with his paperwork for work prim, uh, permit. And yeah, he has had some injury problems too. So hopefully, we'll be hearing about more from him soon. And uh, one thing to keep in mind with him is that Mexico's U20 did qualify for the World Cup, and that's going to be in Poland at the end of May. So I want to say in the next like two Two to three months, we'll know the final roster for that Poland squad. Yeah. But he should be—he should be on it if he's healthy. Yeah, he no, because because he, he's been involved with the youth national team before. It's not like he's complete like he like he hasn't been involved in those youth national team setups. Like he's been a key figure in there in the past. So I, I assume if he's healthy, he'll be there. And I think that just leaves for me. It just leaves the MLS guys slash yep. Fabian. Yep. Slash Fabian, who's, I mean, he, he's there. He's got to be close. I mean, there's like, it's one thing to hear rumors and it's another thing to hear multiple different reports saying that it's, uh, they're basically in the final talk. So it looks like it's going to be happening soon. Yep. And um, they're not going to let him go for free. So um, I don't know if you guys, I don't know how close you follow MLS. I follow it pretty closely. Um, the union are really cheap. So... That is one thing to keep in mind. If if uh, I doubt Frankfurt's going to ask for much of a fee, I you know I doubt it. But just if this falls apart, it might be just because Frankfurt wanted seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. I mean, that's how cheap. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the union are. I feel like I've I feel like I've like chatted with a couple of soccer fans from like the Philadelphia area who don't care about union. It's just like really, it's like it's it seems like. I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just like there, there's something going on with that team where it's just like, I mean, they're not doing, I mean, I don't watch it very closely, but I definitely keep a close eye on like uh, MLS every now and then. But like, they don't really have much success and like, they don't really make like big signings. Like, so, and, it, and you can see that once again, they're just like, yeah, I feel like I, I know a couple people who are soccer fans who live around the Philadelphia area who just don't care about the union. So maybe they're willing to spend a little bit more money and uh, get someone like Fabian because that'd be excellent right there. I mean, excellent too, just for, for like outreach a little bit more to, to like the Mexican Latino community there, but uh, but I I wasn't aware that they uh that they're pretty cheap. Yeah, they are really cheap. Um, if you ever talk to uh, Eugene, 
He will. He will fill you in. <laughs> okay. I just. I, I just chatted with him yesterday. I should have asked him about it. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad. Like, I don't know. I mean, my my MLS club that I follow, Chicago, is pretty bad, but. Really <laughs> bad. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. So we have this year. Assuming Fabian goes there, well, what do you think about a move for Fabian? He's going to be 31 Yeah, this I think it's, it's also one of those guys, too, where it's just like, it's not like he was doing well in Europe. Uh, he's completely out of the picture there for Eintracht uh, Frankfurt. Um, he wasn't even, I mean, it's one thing to be on the bench. It's one thing to not even be on the game day roster, like very, like pretty regularly being left out of the game day roster. I mean, he could he could make a move to another European team, but at the same time, I mean, there is... It's it's no secret that he has had those back issues. I mean, he that deal through with Fenerbahce like kind of fell through because reportedly because of him failing his his um, his physical his medical test right there, but uh, which he denied. And yeah, so I, I don't I, I don't know what's going on right there, but um, I don't know. Once again, it's just it's it's a it's an aging Mexican player who if he wants to. I don't know, get a get a good final, you know, paycheck right there. Why not? More power to you, you know. And it's not like he was a very key player for the national team either. So, I, I think if he wants to go to MLS, good for him, man. You know, why not? And he's gonna maybe be a little bit more exciting for him too, because clearly there could be a lot of fans coming out to watch him play as well. And he's still capable of like some really incredible moments of magic. You know, Fabian at his peak is just such a, know, just just such a technically gifted player. You know, so if, if he's able to showcase that in Major League Soccer, why not? You know, he's he's gotten a little bit older, so more power to him if he wants to do that. Have you seen that? Um, I guess it's I guess it's kind of a meme that where like someone someone tweeted out where they said once Giroud shows his kids his highlight his highlights of his best goals, they're gonna think he was the greatest soccer player of all time because his goals are always <laughs> that's what, yeah. So that's uh, that's what's gonna happen to Fabian's kids. That's Fabian. <laughs> I was going through some of his goals last night. I was like trying to make some gifts, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Some of the goals this guy's made, insane. I know we were getting blown out, but that gold lasso against uh, Germany yeah, in the Confederation, or even or Man. even him being like, "It's like, hey kids, you've heard of Barcelona, right? Check out this bicycle kick I scored against Barcelona." It's like what? Some of his golasses are just nasty. Yeah, man. No, Ugh. he's he's scored some. And I mean, with Grusa Soul, he scored some golasses. With cheat, I mean, it's just like with uh, I'm even like with Eintracht as well. There's that one against Dortmund where he was, I got want to say like 20, 30 something yards out. Yeah, that's the one I sent a gif out. It's just this oh morning. my god, man. No, he he's capable of scoring some incredible. It's insane. It hit the upper ninety. The goalie dove and he missed it by inches. Yeah, it was no, he's, nasty. He's, he has an incredible highlight reel. I, I think one of his goals is actually nominated for a Puskas. I think one of them was. I'm not sure which one, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget um, which one. Which one? Let me look that up. I think it was a. It was the one with um. It was the one 2004. Okay. He was with the Crusaders. I'm, no, I'm not sure. He chipped it from. He chipped it from the from oh, right outside the box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned. He had his back to the goal. He turned around and just chipped it out of nowhere. The goalie couldn't do anything. And it hit the I do post remember that one. And bounced yeah. In. But yeah, he's he, he's gonna have an that incredible highlight reel. You should make one right now. Next save. I, I got I got from some obnoxious obnoxious music <laughs> to play. Um, other MLS guys. Um, uh, the Doze Bros 
and then we got Vela, and then we got Antuna. I mean, he is 19, 20? Yeah. I think he's 20. He's, I don't know. I got to look that up. I forgot forgot how old Antuna is. He's, he's actually, never mind. He's 21. He turns oh, wow. 22 Okay, he's August. a little bit older than it. So, so this is it. I mean, he's got to do something to show, to let Man City know that they can get a return on their investment because they probably paid like what yeah. a million and a half dollars I'm a, but the, I think something like that I think I know a lot of especially Mexican soccer fans probably 99% of the people who are listening to us right now they don't like it uh, when an up and coming uh, Mexican player or a player at his peak uh, move to Major League Soccer but I am in full support of young untested inexperienced once again up and coming Mexican talent to go to Major League Soccer you're if, if you're it, if you are an up and coming talent, uh, and if you're under the age of like 25, I-, I think MLS was perfect for you. Honestly, you're gonna be guaranteed minutes. It's not nearly as bad as people make it out to be. You know, I, you could even say you could even see some of those defenses and be like, you know what, this isn't this isn't nearly as bad as like some of the defense that you'll see that like I don't know the guys in Portugal go up against or the guys in uh, in the Netherlands go up against. So I, I think you know MLS is getting stronger. I think it's getting close to Liga Mekis. I mean, I guess that's a podcast in its own to discuss how close Liga Mekis and Major League Soccer are. But I think that like someone like Antuna, he's going to be, he should, in theory, he should be able to fight for uh, for regular minutes uh, in Major League Soccer. And he's going to go to a team that um, uh, Dennis De Closa just, he's the new technical director and he is all about these oh, yeah. young Mexican players. So, you know, he's going to have the support. Yeah, so office. I think that I, I, I'm I'm actually pretty happy about this, and I'm actually I'm gonna try to go to a a few more Galaxy and LAFC games this season. But I'm definitely be keeping a close eye on him. It's gonna be interesting to see how he develops because if he does well and if he has a very strong season, you know why why not give him a, a look for the for the national team? You know, and I think that people would be really bothered about that because it's a young player doing well for Major League Soccer. But I don't know. I I don't if, if it's a young. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's the difference between M- between MLS and Liga Mekis is nearly as drastic as people make it out to be. So I think if he has a strong season, yeah, give him a call. Let's see what he can do for, for the senior national team side. So I'm excited to see how he can do uh, in Major League Soccer. And if he has a good season, Man City is just going to pull him back and s- send him off to one of their other clubs in the world. Though. <laughs> NYCFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised he didn't go there, but I guess yeah, I'm yeah. sure Dennis was like, yo, yeah, we want yeah. him, you know. And let's be honest, Galaxy are kind of rebuilding. So <laughs> I heard I heard some sort of it was like some sort of conspiracy theory. Um, I forgot what's I forgot what I was listening to. Some some like ESPN thing where they're saying that just like, oh, remember that like big debacle when Osorio called up uh, Antuna and Govea and everyone's like, oh, what's like Osorio doing? Like, like, wait a since this guy's like conspiracy theory is like, wait a second. If the close like brought over Antuna, maybe the close was the one who actually wanted to see Antuna in Europe when everybody thought that it was Osorio uh, was last year, last year or 2017. I don't believe it, but the, and the, but the, <laughs> The whole conspiracy theory is just like, hmm, let's see who's actually in charge of the national team. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, dude, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It was just, it's just kind of fun to think. Who was? I think it was Jorge Ramos and Subanda or something like that. I think there's some some dude on there was was like put on his tin foil. The skip is a Mexican soccer. Say no more. He put some dude put on his tin foil hat and was just like, yeah, see, this is who's running Mexican soccer. It's like, no, you guys are running Mexican <laughs> soccer. The media runs Mexican soccer. 
we kind of talked about this before too, but it's I don't see a way where Geo doesn't play with the Galaxy this year. He makes six yeah, million. Yeah. So, so what's the what's the DP situation going on right there? So they have uh, they've got to get rid of one one of their DPs, right? So it's him, Zlatan, Jonah, and who's who's the fourth guy? Um, I think it's a uh, okay. Yeah. Isn't so I guess is? I guess the issue is is just that like I'm sure the Galaxy have been you know willing to to get rid of him but i'm just his wages are probably like so high i'm sure league mackie's teams are as much as they would like to have one of the Los santos brothers it's just such a risk to have one especially one that's been so out of form for quite some time so i, I don't know it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there yeah i don't but but but, I, I, but i'm but i'm not keeping a close eye but that is what's that is the problem right is that you can only have a maximum of three dp or three dp players and there's they have four right um, yeah, but MLS is weird. I don't know if they have enough, enough, uh, des- Tam, enough- t- Tam or Gam or <laughs> yeah, to buy, to buy him down and, uh, to buy it, to buy down Alessandri's salary hit. It's, it's weird. Couldn't they, te- couldn't they technically not give Geo be like, all right, Geo, like it's, but <laughs> no one wants you. Couldn't they technically be like, uh, we're not going to give you DP money. We're just going to. We're just going to give you a high wage, but just not on a DP level. Like in that way, you can stay with the Galaxy. Is that a possibility right there? Why would Geo give him four and a half million dollars back? Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's true. Yeah, 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 I don't know, man. It's just, it's just so. I'm like, yeah, I, I keep it on like Major League Soccer. And I, like I watch every now and then, but when it comes to like the intricacies, the the complexities of like contracts and DPs and homegrown talent. It's just like, I, I get completely lost. You got to have like a degree it's to insane. like understand that it's stuff. A, it's, it's ridiculous. Like I follow the league and it's just like the rule. I've talked to coaches in the league who told, who have told me that I asked him about it. Like I'll ask him about a weirdly specific rule. And he, I've had coaches tell me, yeah, when that happened, I didn't <laughs> even know that was a rule. Or it's just like signing players. It's just like, okay, he played for the U S men's national team but he's a homegrown talent. But at the same time, he played college soccer, which is about 14 miles away from this other MLS team. So that they have the rights to, it's just like, oh my, it's just, it's so confused. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Here's one, and it's going to, it's off on a tangent, but I'll just go through it really quick. So the, you know how like a homegrown yeah. player. So the fire had a homegrown player who went to college and they lowballed him because they didn't yeah. want him. They're like, we'll make you an offer, but whatever. So the player was like, okay, I'm not going to take that crappy offer. I'm going to go to Europe. Well, turns out yeah. Celtic liked him. So MLS, the office, stepped in, made a bigger offer to the player, but not the fire, the league, hoping that the player would take it and then they would they would move the player to somewhere else in the league <laughs> for the fire. Well, the player signed with Celtic. You know, in Scotland, it's a big club. And the league, and he can, and then uh, Celtic loaned the player out to uh, Nashville, which is not an MLS team, but they're going to be an MLS team next year. Everyone, they announced the loan, blah, blah, blah. Two days go by, Nashville sends a press release saying the loan is off. Oh, my the God. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's, it's awful. It's all this crap happened in the background, and it just looks yeah, embarrassing man. for everyone. Ideal. Although I'd prefer that, I'd prefer that than the Bacto de Caballeros. <laughs> Did you watch the latest Club of the Corvos? No, dude, I haven't gotten a chance. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Um, dude, I'm because because I'm the worst with watching TV. I'm the absolute worst. Sick right 
around and just milk it. Just sit there with DJ cuddles and watch it, man. It's Dude, I'm, I'm sick. I wrote two articles yesterday. This is my second podcast of today. I got another article. I'm sick. But I'm, I, didn't, I didn't even take some time off. I should have done that. That's why I've been sick for like five days. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, let's power through these questions and get you some sleep. All right. All right. Um, uh, what happens to Herrera this summer? We kind of talked about that. I, you think he leaves? I think he, I think he stays. I think he gets a big oh, extension. And okay. He stays. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, I think there's just so many. I mean, I guess the issue with Herrera is just like there's so many rumors, but we've been hearing those rumors for quite some time. You know, like we've heard rumors last year and the year before that and the year before that. But I think what what the difference is is that he's he's free this summer, and I think that once again, when you have a player who's a captain of a of a Champions League side that's in the knockout round, like. I don't know, and who's a well-rounded central midfielder with experience. I think that there are so many teams that are going to be offering some good money to Porto. And I think Porto, I, I think maybe they aren't making those, uh, I don't know, they aren't having those many of those big sales that they used to as back in the day or in the recent past. But I, I think they should be able to make a, a good deal of money off him. Actually, wait, 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 I'm, t- wait I'm way off that bet. They've done that before in the past, but he's, he's on a free. So I, I think for, for Herrera, he should be able to, to make a big move for a club. Sorry, I got my... Think about Teca- I was thinking about Tecatito there for a little bit about uh so- <laughs> him, but yeah, no, Herrera should go to a, a bigger team, and obviously he's on a free this summer. I think he, I, I just think he stays. They give him a big deal, be like, hey, we want you to stay here, be a club legend, and he's like, ah, okay. And he's got family. I mean, I, don't know. <laughs> I think he stays. That's just, yeah. that's me. Um, what else we got? Um, we talked about Malik and Govea, Chicharito. We kind of talked about that too. Um. I think he's gone this summer. He leaves West Ham, and I think he makes a move to MLS. With I have no idea where months. he's going to go. I may. I feel like he's going to stick around Europe for at least another season or two. But I think at the very least, he wants out of West Ham. He he wants out. I think West Ham. They're looking at his wages, and they're more than willing to let him go as well. Um, so I, he he's going to go somewhere. I'm not sure where. Whether it's going to be Major League Soccer, whether it be, maybe it will be Chivas, maybe it will be. Maybe he'll finally make that move to Valencia, but he, he's 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 got to be leaving the team soon. There's two expansion teams next year in MLS. There's uh, Nashville and Miami. If I'm one of those guys, I own one of those teams, especially Miami. I make a big splash, get Chicharito, send him on loan to Chivas with the agreement that, hey, when we open up our new stadium in the next couple years, you <laughs> help us open it or something. Boom. There you go. You, 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 got, you got to send an email to his agent, man. You got to send an email. I might. Um, uh, we talked about Pollo getting called up. I think he, we both think he should get called up, get a yep. look. I mean, yep. why not? You're early in the cycle. Makes no reason not to. Um, Tecatito, we kind of talked about him. We talked about him doing his thing, not as flashy, but being more consistent and playing out of position. But, I mean, he's playing every game. So he has his flashy moments, too. Don't, don't get us wrong. He definitely has his flashy moments. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, can we expect to send more Mexicans to Europe? Uh, I think so. I think teams you just need the issues. Of... You need a lot of factors to you need, you need a lot of things to work together in order for it to happen. It's much more than just a, a, a player being good. He needs to be a part of a club that is willing to let him go for a decent price. You have to see if uh also, if, if uh, clubs like it all depends on the club too, because if uh, if it's someone like uh, I don't know, like a mid-table La Liga side, or if it's like uh, I don't know, maybe someone an Eredivisie team that isn't like a PSV, they might not be willing to shell out 
a lot of cash for inexperienced and young talent. And I think that it's difficult too, just because once again, like if it's if it's someone from Tigres, like they're gonna want like a decent amount of money. If it's someone from Monterrey, if Pizarro were to somehow go to Europe, and it seems like he actually did want to go to Europe, but I mean, it just didn't happen. If for Monterrey to let him go, some team's gonna have to pay a decent amount of money. And the issue is we look at someone like a Pizarro, where you look at, I don't know, there's there's a lot of exciting young Mexican talent, you know, in, in Liga Mikey's. I mean, there's always consistent supply, whether it be an Eric Aguirre or Victor Guzman or I don't know. I, I mean, there, it's anyone. <laughs> Edson Alvarez. Like, I mean, there's yeah, exactly. Anybody from Pachuca's youth team, like the, the potential is there. It's just whether a Liga Mikey's team will be willing to let those players go for, for uh, a cheaper price than what potentially another Liga Mikey's team would ask for. And whether those teams from abroad will be potentially be willing to spend that cash because they're probably be paying for a little bit more than they would anticipate for this talent. And maybe in the future, you're just going to have to maybe the, it's going to have to be a situation like Diego Linus, you know, where a club's willing to be like, you know what, that's fine. Maybe we aren't going to make as much money if we would sell him to a different Liga Mikey's team, but we should let him go. And also with Diego Linus, where he's such a clear and obviously like superb talent that uh, a team from abroad is willing to make the financial investment. You think uh, Club America? You think Diego Linus would be suiting up for Real Betis if uh, Club America lost in the first Ooh, round? Oh, that's a good year? question. I don't know. I don't know. Really? I don't think so really? <laughs> if, if, if they flamed out early in La Liga and he didn't have a good game, I think they say, "Hey, we'll sell you, but we need you here." Really? That's that's a, that's a good question, though. That's a very good question. I don't know. There's a big difference between selling your best young player after winning a championship than after going out in the first ah, round. Interesting. I, I never thought about that. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm sure I'm sure it made it a lot easier to sell him, let him go out the back door while you're celebrating the title than anything else. Yeah. I think at least. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like you say, it takes, it takes a perfect amount of circumstances yeah. to send a Mexican abroad. That's also another reason why I, I'm so, I was so mad when, uh, when uh, Jurgen never left for Europe because he has an EU passport. Yeah, no, his his grandparents are are German, so he sh- he could do that. But it's just once again, the Degas want want, and they probably still like they wanted. They probably still want a decent amount of money for someone like him. Yeah. I don't I don't know. So 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 it is a little unfortunate. It's just because Liga Mekis lives in a little bubble. You know, it lives in its own little bubble yeah. where. They're, and these clubs are very wealthy. These clubs are willing to pay very high prices for other talent from other teams. And in comparison to, I don't know, the unless I guess unless if it's like an EPL side which has a little bit more cash, they'll be like, all right, ten million, fifteen million, twenty million for that guy. Yeah, sure, why not? But I don't know unless if a team has an exceptional amount of money in Europe that's willing to take a risk for a lot of players who may or may not be that relevant to the Mexican national team. I don't know. You just, you just have to have a lot of factors work, uh, work in a player's favor to make that move. And I think there's some pressure on these guys who are in Europe right now who are on deals where their clubs back home get a kickback from the yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think if that works out and it becomes a strategy where it's like, hey, we'll sell this guy for less money, but we'll get a bigger cut of the next transfer fee. I think that, that would help clubs yeah. sell, you know? Less cash up front, but say this guy develops into an awesome player and PSV sells the next hot product two, three years down the line for triple what they bought him. Well, you get a nice return yeah. then too. Yeah, so. that that, that just, would be interesting too. Obviously, we don't have the insight to that, but just to see the insight into the contracts. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, 
Yeah. All right, real quick to cut you off, but that's that's another reason why I I was surprised that uh, that's another reason maybe why Porto never sold yeah. uh, Herrera. They only had like sixty yeah. percent. Yeah, price. No, that, then that's definitely a possibility right there, and I think that's that's something that I'd be fascinated by. I mean, just what I would give to just like see the contract de- de- details for those players who do leave Liga Mekis, whether it be Alainez, whether it be Lozano, Herrera back in the- I mean, all the Mexicans abroad, you know? Uh, it'd be really interesting to see those contract deals and what it takes for Liga Mekis sides to be like, you know what? Let's, we're willing to let go of this player. And finally, should we consider MLS abroad? Yeah, I, I'd say yeah. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As someone who's written about the Mexicans abroad in quotes for quite some time, usually uh, I have to specify if I'm doing Mexicans abroad, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm talking about the Europeans." If I'm like, if I'm talking about the Europeans, but when you just say Mexicans abroad in general, like, yeah, you have to you have to consider Major League Soccer. I do too. Um, so, are you going to check out? I mean, we're done. Everything else, no more questions, whatever. So, just a couple questions for you. Um, are you excited? Are you going to go check out some some. Uh... So Almeida games in uh, San Jose. I wish I wish it was a little bit closer. California is a, a massive state, man. I don't know. Maybe if I if I if I find some more Southwest gift cards, like I did uh, <laughs> late last year, and then made that trip to Santa Cruz, Northern California, uh, uh, last month. Maybe maybe I'll do that. But no, um, I think I'll, I'll try, I'll, ideally I would like to try to go to one Quakes game this season. But I think what I'll probably do more often is I think I'm going to try to go up to a few LA. I've seen a few LA Galaxy games uh, this season to kind of see what it's about. And especially since it's, I don't know, it's, it's not that bad of a drive from the San Diego area. And I kind of want to get a little bit of a sense to about, I don't know, what I don't know the atmosphere is like, especially at those LAFC games with a fellow right there. So I think it'll be interesting. But yeah, no, I'm going to try to go to a few LAFC, a few LA Galaxy, and uh, we'll see about the Quakes. Hopefully... Hopefully one game because I do really like Avaya Stadium a lot. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that of that place. It's just it's funny to me when I see all the stuff that the Quakes post on uh, on their social media. It's like all about their coach. I've seen nothing about the players. Oh yeah, dude, Almeida's a star. Almeida's a star. They even sent Tom Osher out there to cover his preseason camp. <laughs> yeah, over there in Cancun. When you get the Tom Osher treatment, that's when you know. You're big time. <laughs> Is there any uh, any art, any articles you're working on? Anything coming down the pipeline? Yeah, man, I'm always working on something. Uh, <laughs> I had let's see, like last two pieces. I had uh, so the last two for ESPN. I kind of did a Liga Mekis uh, wrap up the last weekend, which should be up there. And actually, speaking of the Mexicans abroad, I did have the Europeo of the Week award, which is kind of fun. I kind of like convinced them to let me do this because I feel like we could do a little bit more content about the Mexicans abroad. But basically, every like Tuesday. I'm going to come out with uh, the Europeo of the week. So basically the best performing Mexican player uh, from the week beforehand. So Jimenez won it uh, this week. And I have a couple honorable uh, honorable mentions like Araco was there. Tegatito was there. Guardado was there. And then I have a dishonorable mention. Uh, so for those who aren't doing well abroad and uh, Fabian was there, but we'll see how much longer he's going to be <laughs> a Mexican in Europe. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I guess I got another one for ESPN tomorrow, just about, uh, I don't know what to watch for in the upcoming league of Mikey's weekend, um, for the athletic, um, I don't know I got some, I got some ideas in the works, uh, cause stuff with the athletic tends to be a little bit more big picture. Um, hopefully I, I've got like a couple exciting ideas, but hopefully I can make them happen soon. But for stuff for the athletic, you kind of need, I don't know. Kind of like a, kind of like a transfer to to Europe. You need a a bunch of stuff uh, to to work in your favor to kind of like pull it all off. So we'll see what happens right there. 
You should pitch him an idea of doing a big, a big piece <laughs> on Bofol. There you go. Just in- introduce uh, Bofol to, to like to, to white America. Just tell him it's like he is the Zlatan is the Sweden Bofol. <laughs> all, I, all, I, all I have to do is just maybe I just have to show him a picture and they'll be like, ah, oh, we're sold. Here we go. Here we go. Just, just show him a picture of him. All you gotta do. I'd be that. I'd, I'd get a subscri- subscription to go through the roof. <laughs> there you go. That's that's all I gotta do. But here's my plug for the athletic. If you like good sports writing, like I love all the sports. I'm not just. They don't have that much. You guys are got don't have too much league MX stuff. But if you love EPL, if you love baseball, basketball stuff, I love that site. It's it's great. So. Anyone on the yeah. fence, look for like a promo code. They usually have like half off yeah. stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't want to like continue like hype. Want this to be like the athletic like hype hour, but it is. Dude, if they want to buy the podcast, they can. Yeah, oh, man. So no, they're they're they're, they're they're pretty cool. <laughs> I like working with them. And if you want me to be perfectly honest, I've said this before in other podcasts, but just like when I'm writing stuff for them, I'm just like, all right, people are paying for this. Let's sit down. Let's put like let's not spend a couple hours here but let's really 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 like put an immense amount of effort so definitely the articles that i put the most like love and effort in is definitely the ones for the athletics so that's that's definitely for sure that's that's not a lie right there my last athletic plug did you read that article about the uh about the the mexican american who supports us men no i have that bookmark i haven't i haven't i haven't read that yet oh man the article was okay the comment section was interesting some guy came at me and was just like questioning me about uh i was like yeah well i was like i don't think uh mexicans really support trump because they're talking about like u.s soccer i'm yeah. like it wasn't a good idea when u.s soccer took a photo with trump holding a u.s men's national team jersey yeah. and someone was coming up in the comments and he's just like and i'm like well you know mexicans hispanics don't really like trump yeah. and then like the guy's like well, that's not donald's fault i was like no. Oh, no. And, I was like, oh, no. and i was like i've never seen this in the athletic comments yeah. people go at each other no that definitely i haven't, I haven't read that one yet uh but I, that's definitely on my on my list actually i have like a long list of all the stuff that i want to read from them but uh but no man like yeah i, I eventually got to dive into that but like, even on twitter like i saw people were just like going back and forth and be like what like how like how dare you like you, you call yourself a true Mexican and you're like rooting for the US men's national team and then US men's national team fans would be like, Yeah, better to root for them than to root for that blah 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 Mexican national team. It's just like, whoa, there's so much going on right here <laughs> because of this article. My my comment on that my only comment was like I literally this is all I said. I said it didn't help when UN soccer had a photo op with and Donald I, Trump. That's <laughs> all I said. And this guy came at me, I was like, dude. I'm not even saying anything controversial. Like it's for a fact that he did not. Even FIFA came out and said that, you know, he wasn't really helping the bid. And then you responded with, "That's not my president. My president is Buffalo." That's what I should have said, and everyone, everyone would have, would have squashed the beef right then and there. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Hopefully, with this new podcast set up, it should be a little more frequent, but we'll see. We'll see if we can get you on the pod. Sessad. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at SassadHFootball. Uh, there you can find all my articles, all my random ramblings on Twitter. Sometimes it's not about soccer. Sometimes it's me retweeting uh, birthday for, for Mewtwo. Well, there you go, fans. Also, if you want crap here, definitely follow Sassad on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, man. There you go. If, if if you want if you want some if you're looking for cat photos and Instagram stories uh, with my cat DJ Cuddles, and that is definitely where you, where you should look for. It's kind of funny because I feel like people follow me for soccer stuff. I'm like, ooh, just prepare for a lot of cat stuff right here. There's definitely no. I don't think I've seen anything soccer related on that 
on your feet in like a long time. There, there's a there's a photo of me playing soccer and like uh like a while back. But yeah, no, dude, it's like ninety percent my cat. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for hopping on to side, and uh, hope you guys like the pod. Review it, give us feedback, let us know what you think, and yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with Fabian. I guess that's the one lingering move ready to happen this this weird transfer window. So I guess we'll see. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.